Welcome to the highlight of everyone's award show calendar. It's time for the 2020 Bald Move Awards, a.k.a. the Baldies. It's the fake award show where the categories are made up and the places don't matter. When our only saving grace is we still haven't fucked up as bad as Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway did uh, a couple years back when they, they fucked up uh, La La Land and what was it? Mm. Uh, uh, moon, moonlight. Yeah, it's always tough to get uh, Channing Tatum off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're here to celebrate everything that was good about 2020, which uh, will take us about three minutes and uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll see, see again for 2021. Hopefully it'll be better. No, we've got, uh, you know, we there was some good stuff to happen in 2020. There was some disappointments. There is some highs or some lows. Uh, we're going to be reviewing them all today as the in the Baldies. There is uh, Jim and I's thoughts on who is going to win best drama, best actor, uh, best movie, uh, commission podcast. Uh, there's listener choice awards for a lot of these categories. There's even a all listener choice awards. Me and Jim don't even know anything about it. Stuff the envelope. I don't know who won. It's for best bald moment because hell the hell are we going to know? Uh, so without further ado, I think it's time. I mean, we're not we're not one of these shows that's going to do a big song and dance numbers. No tap dancing, no pyrotechnics. Oh, man, I, I called Kanye up. He said he was ready to do it. He said he was oh, ready. Really? I, I got him waiting on discord. Yeah. Nah, we don't need that bullshit. Okay. Uh, I'm hearing my earpiece that uh, he, he heard me already say we're not going to do it. And he, he's already peeled out of the parking lot. So All right. let's get right to the content, shall we? Um, I'll, before we do, I will say that we did a little bit of excitement building um, leading up to the Baldies because, you know, this is coming out of our sleepy season and sometimes it catches people by surprise. But for the last few months, you know, this is a big milestone. We've had five Baldies under our belt. This is our sixth annual. We thought it'd be cool to re-release uh, the best bald movies because, you know, it's been four or five years since some of these came out. A lot of people haven't heard them. Uh, they were all behind a paywall, at least the spoiler versions of these reviews are, were. Uh, so we re-released them in the order of what we thought the best movie was. And also there was a meta uh, crowning a mega baldy winner of the pre- from the previous five winners of the best actor, uh, male and female categories, the best movie, the best drama. Um, and if you want to hear the results of these mega baldy winners, all you got to do is go to the bald move prestige feed and look for the re-releases of Dunkirk, a beautiful day in a neighborhood, annihilation and arrival. And it's us talking about those, those categories. So slight spoilers. It's the leftovers. It's, it's always the leftovers, <laughs> the leftovers clean up, uh, mega, mega, mega baldy platinum. You're not here to uh, not hear about the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, check those out, those Mega Baldy winners over in the Bald Move Prestige category. Um, but let's get to it. First up, Jim, the the best documentary. We didn't watch a lot of documentaries this year. It's true. Um, however, the ones we did, I thought were influential, put smiles on our faces, taught me a few things, made me nostalgic. Uh, would you like to announce the, the, uh, the nominees for best documentary 2020? Of course, in no particular order. Um, and I will say that most of these categories have five nominees. We had so few documentaries, in fact, that this only has four. And in no particular order, they are The Last Dance, McMillions, The Holiday Movies That Made Us, uh, including both The Elf and Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas episodes, and Chaos on the Bridge. That's right. 
Uh, and I have, since we are separated by pandemic and miles of physical space, I have in my possession all of the coveted golden hmm. bald movie, bald, baldies, golden baldies envelopes right here in my hand. I've been um, unable sealed. to vet these, so <laughs> I can't vouch for any of their authenticities. We'll see what old Aaron can come up with in the privacy of his own home. <laughs> they were ripping this thing open. Best documentary right. of 2020. La La Land. What? <laughs> Some of these might be still labeled 2018. I don't know. Um, 2020 Bald Move Award for Best Documentary. The Last Dance. Oh, uh, very Which nice. is the ESPN uh, sport. No, uh, it was ESPN. HBO. Uh, yeah. HBO kind of collaboration mm-hmm. way back from the old Bill Simmons deal. I think this is one of those studio deals. Uh, it's the tale of uh, Michael Jordan and his last attempt to get a, a, a double three-peat with the um, the Chicago Bulls. And it's about Michael Jordan. It's about the Bulls, about Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, um, Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most it's, it's great. Coming in second, Chaos on the Bridge, close second. This is a great documentary about the making of the first three seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. And if you've ever wondered why the first two seasons were dumpster fires and magically everything got better in season three, Holy shit, have I got a documentary for you? And you can watch the whole thing for free uh, on on YouTube. Um, so check it out. It's narrated by uh, Willem Shatner, the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got McMillions and the holiday movies that made us mostly elf. I'm, on, I'm not going to lie. That uh, night before Christmas was kind of kind of shitty. So it's in the books. It's in the books. It's gone. Uh, last document. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, you know what? We had to put him number one because if not, Oh boy, he'd take it real personal. Yeah, he was coming so. for us. He challenged us to a one-on-one, <laughs> each of us individually, and it would be a bad scene. Yeah, whether it's a fist fight, pick up basketball, uh, poker, he really would 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 uh, slaughter us across a lot of challenges. He'd start um, a podcast just to bring down Bald Move. <laughs> Ball, it could be called Balder Moves. <laughs> baller moves <laughs> yeah and yeah it would i mean all you got to do is, is is get the name and post it on itunes you probably mm-hmm. make one episode and you will have more downloads than we had historically so go for it michael i dare you i fucking double dog dare you uh you know 2020 kind of a consensus shithole year uh if there's ever a year you needed some laughs boy 2020 is the year and we walk to recognize 2020's best comedies Absolutely. the nominees of which in no particular order Harley Quinn season two, what we do in the shadows season two, the great on Hulu season one, Bojack Horseman's finale season. They split that up and did a weird, you know, half season here and there on Netflix, uh, but it's the final finale one and Rick and Morty season four B eligible because again, it's, it's the new hotness. That's the old hotness splitting up seasons and movies and putting them in different financial quarters. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's time to find out who took home the gold for comedy again. I'm going to draw the envelope and see best comedy. Rip it open. And here we go. <laughs> here we go. 2018's bald move award winner for best TV comedy and listener choice awards for the bald move side. What we do in the shadows season two mm. is the the winner of the the best the best TV comedy. Congratulations, what we do in the shadows. Boy, uh we have been hurt we've he- heard for so long we need to get on this show. Um and I've always heard that the movie is really good. 
and I just decided to mainline it all. I, I, I watched both both seasons and then the movie. Jim watched the movie, then both seasons. Um, it's a great year for vampire comedies. What can you say? Following with Rick and Morty uh, at number two, Harley Quinn. Uh, check that out on HBO if you want a really good adult cartoon that's funny. Uh, Bojack Horseman at number four, and then the, the great season one at number five. Would you like to know the community winners? Absolutely. Shit's Creek, number one, the listener's choice. Wow. We got to give it, give it up for Shit's Creek. 19% of the vote. We had hundreds of people respond in this final uh, bald move survey. 19% Shit's Creek. Then 16% what we do in the shadows. We're, we're pretty simpatico with the listeners. Okay. Ted Lasso, that asso, uh, made me love him this year and also took home 14% of the listener choice vote. Followed by 8% Dave. The fuck is Dave? I don't know. This, this Dave stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I love, Dave. I love this award show. What yeah. Is this show, What the fuck is this show? Yeah. You know, I'm telling you a lot of those old actors and directors and stuff. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about, too. But they just pretend they're reading off a teleprompter and upload 6%. I heard upload was, de- was decent. You watched an episode or two eh, of those, right? Not my flavor, but sure. It is now in the books, and that's it for Best Comedy of 2020. Thanks for making us laugh, everybody. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the biggest disappointment. Do you want to explain this category and then uh, uh, run down our, our nominees? Yeah, I mean, biggest disappointment is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's things that we were hyped for this year um, that we either saw a trailer for or we had known the property already. Um, and just stuff that had a lot of hype around it that we were excited to uh engage in because these aren't all movies or tv shows uh and turned out you know they didn't live up to their the potential the hype that we created in our own minds so uh let's go ahead and run down the nominees in no particular order we've got run explain some of these as we go to like well who they are and what they are and all that kind of stuff uh run which is i, I don't know Donald gleason and meredith weaver uh <laughs> some merit 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 weaver yeah uh whatever like i said what what the fuck is uh dave (laughs) who the fuck is merit (laughs) weaver no uh i don't know much about this i think you were more hyped for this than i was yeah i was super hyped because i was a big merit weaver fan um and it looked like a really fun kind of sexy rom-com and maybe turned into that but the first three episodes turned me off and i was i was disappointed and i didn't come back to it so Mm. uh also losing Cecily this year. Big disappointment. Yeah. Uh, we hired, hired our first employee and fired our first employee. Not in the same calendar year. Thank God. That's true. Be ridiculous. But yeah. in the same kind of like annualized year. And it was, it was, it's not great. Not great. Uh, speaking of annualized years, 2020 uh, is one of the biggest disappointments this year. Not, not a movie or TV show, just the fucking year. Yep. Uh, another year, cyberpunk 2077 biggest one of the biggest disappointments this year and then finally uh what we've listed as bob loss which just means the bob ross show left twitter and therefore you were unable to do the bob ross competitive painting league uh and continue yeah. that series which was a lot of fun start of the pandemic me and cecily was doing this pseudo sports show commentating on bob ross on the watch parties for twitch and uh amazon just let it let bob ross slip out of its grasp one of those happy little mistakes they made uh, really broke our heart. Um, yeah. Are we ready to find out the winner, Jim? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. 2020's biggest disappointment. 
find out this this envelope thrumming with with powerful negative energy. Let's see. Here we go. This, this thick, thick embossed gold envelopes. Uh, the winner for Bald Move Award for Biggest Disappointment was there ever a question? The year 2020. Boo. Yay! Boo-ish. And go, 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 go fuck yourself. Uh, if I see you, if I see you in my calendar again, uh, it's going to be an ass beaten. Yeah. Uh, so 2020, uh, then uh, losing Cecily close behind. Bob Loss, the loss of Bob Ross, Cyberpunk 2077, and Run. Um, and also, honorable mention, the Wonder Woman 1984, who snuck in a suck-ass hmm. movie right as 2020's closing. Yeah. You, you really went the extra mile to make 2020 just slightly worse. <laughs> Uh, and again, if you like, if you have questions like, oh, wow, this seems interesting. How did they arrive to these conclusions? Guess what? Simultaneously released at this award ceremony, there is hours, literally hours of deliberations on these categories. Ten, a dozen, maybe a baker's dozen worth of hours. Does Martin Scorsese put that much effort into his Oscar nominations? Does Matthew Weiner put that much effort into his Emmy submissions i fucking doubt it but it's out there it's out there if you want to check these deliberations they're all categorized by heading and whatnot but we are done with disappointment oh yeah if you want more it's in the deliberations uh okay our next category is it best debut pilot episode or series so this is a freshman series or a particularly good first episode it can be either um, you know, there wasn't a lot of new television, or I guess there was a lot of new television, but not a lot of standout new television this year, in our opinion. But uh, the nominees, again, in no particular order, The Plot Against America, uh, David Simon joint about uh, America's flirtation with fascism in the 1940s. The Third Day, uh, a Jude Law joint where he loses his child and goes to an existential crisis. Uh, by way of joining an island-based cult mm-hmm. and all that ent- <laughs> it entails. Uh, the devs, or just devs, I'm sorry, uh, Alex Garland uh, wrote another kind of mind-blowing sci-fi tale of, you know, what, does the, what is even the future and destiny and fate? Star Trek Picard, season one. Um, hey, you know what? Picard's back. We like Star Trek. He did a thing. And then... Lovecraft Country, uh, a searing look at racism seen through the lens of the occult and Lovecraft uh, on HBO. Here we go again. The golden envelope hot in my hands. Got to open it up and see what see what see what we see. Particularly tough rip on this one. All right, here we go. 2020 Bald Move Award for Best Debut Pilot. Lovecraft Country, everybody. Give it up for Lovecraft Country. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic, you, you shocked us, you scared us, you sexed us up a little bit. Uh, you taught us a few things about uh, power dynamics and privilege. Um, and you also kind of grossed us out a few times. Mm-hmm. And creeped so us some, out. Some, 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 yeah, some, yeah, some creepy dolls and raggedy ant shit and some body horror. Uh, it's a great, great show. Uh, following up, uh, uh, number two's devs, number three Star Trek Picard because we're diehards for Picard, diehard Picardians. Uh, the loss or the plot against America and the third day, number five. Uh, for the community, for the Bald Move Community Listener Choice Award, 
uh, best debut pilot devs with a whopping hmm. 41% wow. of the vote. My God, Alex Garland got to be proud uh, of, of that kind of uh, penetration. Two fifths of all bald move people uh, agree devs is best followed by Lovecraft country. 27% no slouch raised by wolves barking in and howling at 10% star Trek Picard hmm. scraped by with 8% in the third day managed three days, 5% uh, of the vote. So that's uh, how it goes. You know, we're pretty, pretty in sync. Uh, we were number one Lovecraft, number two devs, uh, and by pretty fair margins, to be honest. And the community was uh, devs number one, Lovecraft number two. You got to love that. You got to love that. Yeah. Uh, and that is that for best uh, debut pilot. The rest the of their choices are totally suspect, but those first two are good. Done, done with it. Four out of five. We agreed on four of the five, if not the placement. But uh, that's pretty good. Like that. Like that with our listeners. All Jim, right. We got another. We got another category. We do. Just just a few more. Uh, but the one that's up next is best movie. And we boy, in the absence of any, you know, weekly television this year, boy, did we cover a lot of movies, more movies than I think we've ever covered in, in total. Like almost eight. This is almost twice as many individual movie reviews that we've done in any other year. It was kind of a sick, crazy year. And that's a year now, without first run movies. So, that's, yeah, it's a lot of movies. We did bring back commissions, yeah. which helped stack the deck a little bit toward the end. But we also made an effort to go back to some of the classics that we hadn't covered yet. Um, just movies that we love. And, and we pumped out more than a movie a week this year. Yeah. And I will say that there is. um we had to make some tough calls because this is such a weird year, kind of similar when the Emmys have a strike shortened year, the, you know, the, the sport ball stuff has, they, they got to make some compromises. We decided to, out of all the movies we recorded, we we're going to give primacy to the ones that were as close to first run movies, things that were late in 2020 uh, or late in 2019 or came out in 2020. Um, and we're, we're relatively new. So the top 10, like this is not, the top 10 best movies we saw this year. This is the top. This is the closest we could come to a best bald movie. First run bald movie award. So we, we gave, we gave extra weight to the things that came out very near or during 2020. Yeah. Uh, with that said, who are our nominees? The nominees in no particular order are 1917, which is basically world war one gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. It's a harrowing, one shot uh world war one film that follows the the journey of one guy uh on his mission to i i forget what the mission is exactly but boy is it harrowing um and it's uh it's it's the it's he's got to get the he's got to get word to some um, some unit about a trap that's going to wipe him out if they don't get there right right um Um, and it's also our the last first round bald movie we've done uh, we're going to do one oh, yeah. this week, but it's almost it's almost been a year because I think this came out in January. It's, it's almost been a year since we've done an actual first run bald movie. So, yeah. Uh, next up is Parasite, which is essentially a uh, class struggle, a Korean class struggle uh, parable. And, you know, extends far beyond the Korean culture and society, too. 
Yeah, it works really effectively as like a horror thriller in places too. Um, yeah. it, it really goes places. I, I, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, and you know, uh, you should. I don't. I, I went in with knowing almost nothing about it, and was very glad that I did. So, and if you've seen Knives uh, out, out, you'll probably also like this. It's not as funny, um, but it's it's a very very similar movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, in no particular order, The Irishman, which is kind of uh, Martin Scorsese's the culmination of of his uh career of telling these uh italian gangster stories this one revolves around uh jimmy hoffa and the the unions um and the the mob involvement in those um and his how death did, of course how, how he ended up buried in the metalone stadium in the first place you know yeah and of uh, course you this, know part f- fictionalized obviously but yeah. you know <laughs> This was this was also the year of the gangster like this. Yes. Uh, we kind of led off with this, but my God, we did almost every Martin Scorsese gangster movie, except for maybe gangs in New York. Uh, we did. We did a lot of gangster stuff this year. Yeah. Goodfellas, um, Casino, Wolf of Wall Street, if you consider that a gangster yep. film. <laughs> uh, next up, Hamilton, which Speaking everybody knows Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows that uh, that was released on Disney Plus this year. And then finally, rounding out the category, The Lighthouse, which is Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson stuck on a island manning a lighthouse, and they're kind of just stuck out there, and supplies are short, and sanity is short, and they're stuck out there with each other. Chaos ensues. It does, yeah. Well, it's time. That's the nominees. It's time to see who won the best Baldy and listeners choice for best movie. Here we go. Uh, no, no drum roll, but there's I can I can feel there's palpable tension in the audience. Here we go. Let's this 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 this, this doesn't want to give up its its contents. Probably because the eldritch horrors that lurked within. Number one winner, The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson, welcome to us taking you seriously. Willem Dafoe, you're a, you're a scary motherfucker. Um, I, f- I feel like the judges really picked a good one this year. You know? Yeah. Um, this was a good one. Um, this is movie is black and white. It's like pretty much square, like classic silver screen, the cinema age of uh, aspect ratio. Um it's mostly these guys just raging against each other in a 10 by 10 room. It's um, funny at, at times. It's hilarious. It's disturbing at other times. Um, yeah. This yeah. is the, this, I forget the guy, his name is something Edgar's, right? Robert, Robert Edgar's, who, yeah. Yeah, that wrote and directed The Witch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just really good at this atmospheric dread and mm-hmm. like psychotic aspects of the human human condition. Um, it's real good. I encourage everybody to watch it. And I think our podcast is, is pretty fucking spectacular too. If I don't say so myself, rounding out our top five parasite Hamilton, 1917 and the Irishman, um, the community, the community winner here with 43 fucking percentage points parasite. Okay. I mean, you can't go wrong. You go back in the Academy because this thing slayed at the, the award show. It did. Uh, and it's, a, as you can imagine, that big of a percentage. It's a steep drop off to 1917 with 14%. Hamilton, 13%. The Irishman, 8%. And then I'm thinking of ending things, 
which uh, some we haven't talked about, but that's another little, you know, movie that works kind of as a horror thriller film in places, mm-hmm. uh, a, a bleak winter tea time, dark tea time of the human soul type of movie that fit the mood of 2020. Um, I wouldn't recommend going back if you're feeling good and watching it, but you know, if you're in a dark place, you want to be a little bit darker, check out, I'm thinking of ending things. And that puts the best bald movie 20, one of the weirdest years for bald movies. I'm sure. I don't know. They're talking about pushing back a lot of shit to Q3 and four this year too. But, uh, it's been, been a weird, been a weird movie. I don't know what's going to happen when the dam breaks in Hollywood. How are we going to keep up? Uh, we will. Well, we did 68 movies this year, Jim. Can we do, can we do a hundred? No, no, we cannot answer. answer. No. Uh, Best movie, everybody. Congratulations to The Lighthouse and your goddamn thoughts. <laughs> I am partial to The Lobster, though. Uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? Is, did you, is it my turn to introduce the category now? It is. All right, so this is a kind of uh, an interesting one. It's Biggest Miss. This is essentially the way the community telling us that uh, we fucked up. It's an award for how bad we fucked up our jobs. Uh, something that people, by their estimation, thought we would do a very good job covering. That was excellent material. And, you know, we just didn't have the time or inclination um, or the capacity to do it. In no particular order, the nominees this year are Tiger King, a crazy bastard, The Outsider, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's uh, ill-fated, delayed masterpiece, Uh, uh, you know, potential, The Queen's Gambit, and The Good Lord Bird. Let's find out what we thought, and and almost as importantly, if not more importantly, our listeners thought. Uh, biggest miss category for 2020. Here we go. How bad? What did we do, Jim? How did we fuck up? Well, almost certainly big. Big. In ways we couldn't have imagined. It's the biggest. It's the biggest. Can't fuck up any higher. This is a, this guaranteed bald move boner for 2020. 2020 bald move award for biggest miss number one. This is now Gemini's by our estimation of what we thought was the best and our combination of skills and interests. The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. We like chess shit. We like uh, the 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 lady from the witch. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing looked good. I like period pieces even. Uh, and we didn't we didn't get it done. We didn't get it done. Uh, Tenet number two. We didn't care for this movie. I don't think we're going to have a podcast for this movie because of that reason. We but certainly would have like, if this were a normal year. We would have gone and seen it day one, and we would have done a disappointing first run uh, podcast about it. And it probably would have been two and a half hours of us, like you know, navel gazing and second guessing and trying to figure out the rules. And you know, maybe that's a good time. And if you think it is. Support.boldmove.com. Check out Commission Podcast and and make your and don't let your dreams be dreams. Uh, then Tiger King. That you know that was that was a bomb that dropped at the beginning of the pandemic. Everybody got onto. We tried to with the ill fated Netflix watch party that didn't quite work out, and we kept on putting off watching it because we wanted to get it back together, and we never did. And it's it's now gone like tears in the rain. Uh, followed by number four, The Good Lord Bird. Number five, The Outsider. It's one of the ones you were champion, yeah. uh, championing. Uh, Stephen King, uh, adap- an adaptation, an adaptation of uh, Stephen King's book, um, and it had Ben Mendelsohn and a couple of other pretty big stars in it, and it was very yeah. creepy. And it was a nice, it was a good mystery. I enjoyed following that show. 
I will say that I believe I will be watching the Queen's Gambit sometime in the early parts of this year, the first half anyway. And and when I do, be on the lookout on Off the Clock if you're uh, the type that is a, a premium podcast listener uh, for discussion of that. Now, what did the community think? Community was kind of divided. There's not these big 43%, these big 29%. Hmm. 16% of the community thought the biggest miss was not having full coverage of the weird German time travel film Dark or series now yeah it's tough because this was the third season yeah and we did like six hours of dark coverage yeah with the lead up season two i brought on my buddy kim renfro to talk about it because she's like really ate up with it as well me and jim watched all three seasons so we could catch up to the final season and have some coverage so we we didn't it wasn't like a full miss it was just uh, just a partial miss but it was enough that you know people thought oh man what what if and I'll also give yep. you another what if. What if Netflix released this a week at a time? Mm-hmm. It would have like the the dark subreddit would be five times bigger. There'd be the audience would be three times bigger, and we'd yep. have like these sprawling two hour podcasts for every episode. So, what are you going to do? Queen's Gambit, a virtual tie, just a, a few tenths of percentage points separating it from Dark at sixteen percent as well. Ozark, fourteen percent. Mm. Yeah. The Outsider, 8%, and Tiger King trailing at 6%. Didn't get the pardon he was looking for. Didn't get Baldy Gold. <laughs> Maybe doesn't even have exotic animals. What is <laughs> what is the Tiger King even now? He's the Tiger. It's, he, he played the Queen's Gambit and lost. That's what the tiger, happened to Tiger King. Mm-hmm. He's been deposed. That's Biggest Miss in the books. All right. Next category we have on the docket here is Best Male Actor. Uh, this is a, this is a real, this is a real prestige category. Like it is, this is a real fucking deal. And these categories are so weird because like best male and best female actor don't really fit our times anymore. And we have no idea what to do with them. And at some point these will change when, when we figure it out. So apologies for 2020. Just, just chalk this up to 2020. It's 2020's fault. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We talk about a lot on the deliberations. You want to hear more about that, but, uh, best male actor. In, our lights 2020 in no particular order glenn turman is dr senator from fargo season four carl urban yeah. as billy butcher from the boys season two uh anthony Ballist. Starr as homelander from the boys season two jude law as young pope in the new pope and michael k williams as montrose freeman in lovecraft country always entertaining to see michael k williams and another hbo series uh, let's see. I got the golden. I got the golden ticket right here. Contains the winners of this category, along with the listener choice. Oh boy, here we go! Excited. Oh shit! I almost opened it without ripping and couldn't have that. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Here we go. 2020's Bald Move Award for Best Male Actor, Best Male in the Acting Profession. The winner is Anthony Starr as Homelander from The Boys Season 2. What an incredible performance oh, by excellent. the Aussie. I've liked him ever since I saw him in, uh, what was that, Banshee on, uh, on uh, Cinemax. And he's brought that terrifying intensity to evil proto-Nazi Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's quite something. You guys, you guys got to see uh, this just gonzo performance. He goes, goes places. Uh, followed up closely by Michael K. Williams as Montrose Freeman from Lovecraft Country, Jude Law as the tidy whitey wearing young Pope from the New Pope, 
Glenn Turman as Dr. Senator. Love this role. Love this performance. Uh, the standout of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Fargo season four. And Carl Urban as Billy Butcher. The man that knows how to drink a menacing cup of tea. Sure um, does. The community. With a whopping 37 fucking percent behind the bald gold for this gentleman. Anthony Starr's Homelander. We Excellent. have achieved peak audience <laughs> synthesis. Synchronization. Amazing. Uh, then trail, of course, you, know, you get that much of the vote. Uh, you're going to have the, the, the trailers being trailing. Uh, my man, Wes Chatham, as Amos Burton. Hmm. Sniffing number two in the community's hearts and minds. 11%. For a season that they haven't even finished yet. Haven't even finished. Holy shit. Hmm. I mean, I, I thought I was uh, I, I was I was brave for for doing some of these reviews, but I, and I've seen the finale. Uh, John Malkovich as the new pope from the young pope with six percent of the vote out doing Jude Law, huh? Dueling popes in the three slot here between bald moving the listeners. Nicholas Holt, who is amazing as playing a likable Joffrey Baratheon, believe it or not. Five percent uh, playing Peter the Third on the great. And then finally, the great. Presence, villainous presence, Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar and the boy of season two with 5% of the vote. Um, wow. It's a great performance. And he just is, is, is a bad year to be a supporting villain in a, in a, in a, a great uh, superhero deconstruction. Yeah. Or, or, a, or a leading hero supporting hero. I don't know. I feel like Carl Urban got a little, uh, a little robbed here because Anthony Starr made it as Homelander and we felt like, it it wasn't worth putting the two at the top, I guess. Mm, mm. But you know, that's I'm how happy it goes. with it. And you know, if you're if you're if you're feeling a certain way about these, uh, listen to the deliberations. We mm-hmm. we go through a lot of times hours of context, especially with these big ones. The you know we had like forty five people we were sorting through to start with, um, and not everybody can win, unfortunately. Uh next is the best bald moments and you know what we don't have nothing to say about this because we don't get to choose this award um let's no. uh find out together shall we uh best bald moment boys this this who knows who knows what it could be uh this was determined by a survey that the uh, people took at baldies dot uh baldmove.com it's closed now don't i don't know why i'm giving out the link you can't you gotta wait till 2021s now mm-hmm. but here it is best bald moment this is these are moments that made you laugh, made you smile, made you think. The best moments of Bald Move 2020. I'm genuinely interested in what this could possibly be because I can't even think of any. Like 2020 has been such a blur of shit that I have no idea what the bright spots are. One fifth of the Bald Move community, 19%, says the return. Of the Walking Dead in 2020 <laughs> is the best bald moment. Wow! Okay. Wow, that was fun. You talking about you talking about spinning shit in the gold? I tell you what, that's that's what that's what we did. Uh, although I will say, uh, the Walking Dead under Angela Kang is a different show. It's yep. a show that gives a shit about its characters that 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 knows that you're committing an hour of your precious life on Earth to them each week and kind of wants to earn it, like. I don't know if they can keep this up, but holy cow, season nine was honestly one of the bright parts of the mid goings of the year for me. Uh, truly found it kind of inspirational in places, uh, you know, living through an apocalypse. 
Uh, then nipping at its heels with 17% of the vote, uh, the Lord of the Rings podcast collectively. Okay. Uh, a lot, we're, we're near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, got a lot of positive feedback about that. A lot of interaction. I really thoroughly enjoyed doing them. Um, then, uh, 13% of people found it, uh, the best moment that we found the way to stay alive during 2020, the pandemic, the, uh, economic setbacks as human beings uh, or as a company. I think as a company, although it, it okay. since we are the company, I, I assume that the, the humanity of us you know, went in there <laughs> some, at some point too. Uh, 10% of folks thought sci-fi Sundays were the best bald moment. Nice. Um, and we've had a hell of a lot of fun. Those are going nowhere in 2021. Mm-hmm. They're going to be still here every Sunday at 8 PM. Uh, we're watching some star Trek and we're finishing up the expanse. But as soon as we're done with that, we're going to start on some great science fiction movies. Um, we lo- watch them live with the Amazon watch party technology. If you go to twitch.tv slash bald move, as long as you have an Amazon prime account, you can synchronize and watch the thing with us. It's something we've been wanting for years and years. And now it's here. Finally, the Christmas dreams, very popular, yeah. very heartwarming. 8%, almost one out of 10 of bald movers thought that those were the best, the best. Um, I got a couple others. I actually got the top 10. If you want, or if you're interested to hear in, yeah. Um, contagion podcast. It's startup in pandemic. Uh, people described it as uh, thoughtful and interesting and informative um and is number six number seven corona rice <laughs> where on lunch i revealed i bought i panic bought a 50 pound bag of rice i got about five pounds of it left so wow. i learned a lot of rice dishes in 2020 six percent of people like corona rice uh getting a chance to catch up and work through your back catalog we're getting into the weeds here three percent this is still the number eight response i actually got a lot of feedback from the people are like going back and and going through their old favorites or things that they've always wanted to. There's not a lot on like, that's kind of cool. You're, you're making it is what it is. Um, the always, Oh, number nine, the girls getting to do their own pod on the, his dark materials are continuing the good work on that. And finally, you know, it would show up somewhere at the list. Uh, and these are all kind of virtual ties are all just few percentage points at 3% separating each other. The groundhog day marathon of 2020, Nice. Ah, those innocent days when we thought the Australian subcontinent being on fire was the the worst problem we'd have to deal with in a year. Best bald moments. Congratulations to everybody. Absolutely. Uh, we, I'll, I'll take that as an absolute win. Um, All right. Now we're back on another. Holy shit. Back almost virtually back to back prestige categories. What do we got, Jim? Well, we've got the best female actor. Uh, I, I guess I'll just run down the nominees in no particular order. You know them, yeah. you love them. Uh, Cecile DeFran. You gave me this category on purpose, didn't you? Cecile. I think Cecile it's funny that this, 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 this two weeks doing this and you still haven't figured out how to pronounce some of these. As Sophia, the new in the new Pope, uh, Journey Smollett mm-hmm. as Letitia Letty Lewis in Lovecraft Country. Ludivine Sanier as Esther in The New Pope. Uh, Wonmi Mosaku as Ruby Baptiste in Lovecraft Country. And Dominic Tipper as Naomi Nagata in The Expanse Season 5. Mm-hmm. Your Bretina, my Bretina, everyone's Bretina. Here we go. Uh, female category, uh, fe- the best female actor. Uh, this was hand delivered to me, delivered to me in gold press latinum by the Grand Negus himself. <laughs> said, oh, "I'm interested in your best, your best females." Uh, <laughs> and we got him. We got him. Neg, just, just wait, just wait. Keep, 
Yeah. You know, right. chill your lobes out. Cheer your lobes out, old man. Uh, 2020's best bald move award for female actor. The winner is one me Masaku as Ruby Baptiste from Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It is. It's really tough because the women are just doing really this. The top five is a who's who of women that did some really tough, challenging work in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a toss up between uh, one me and number two at Journey, uh, Smollett, uh, Smollett um, as, as Letty. Uh, Lewis from Lovecraft Country. We gave the nod to One Me essentially because I just think she had harder work to do. Yeah. Like some of the body horror she had to do, some of the sexuality she had to express, um, the sentiments about you know the position of a uh, of a uh, of a black woman in the 1950s trying to get ahead. Uh, it's just all excellent. It's mm-hmm. it's it's completely excellent. And again, uh, Journey Smollett at number two. For her work on Lovecraft Country, Cecile de France as Sophia from the New Pope, Dominic Tipper, uh, Naomi Nagata, her best season yet, and yet yeah. there was so so many others doing so even better stuff. Uh, number four, and then uh, Ludovine Sagnier as Esther from the New Pope. Um, man, it was it was it was loaded. There's the I'm looking at the the, the rest of the top ten here, which you can find out on the, the deliberations if you want. What did the community think? What did the community think? Good One question. out of five bald movers, 19% said Dominique Tipper could not be beat as wow. Naomi Nagata from The Expanse, which I, I love seeing The Expanse getting a lot of love. You know, my man Wes, yes. uh, my lady, Dominic. that sounds very fedora tippy. Uh, I respect I, I the reason you bias. I do. Yeah, I really do. That too. That too. <laughs> Turns out that when you have an active podcast advertising the Baldies, uh-huh. those fans show up. Kara Gee speaking, number two spot uh, as Kamina Drummer. C- Captain now, Kamina later. Uh, <laughs> from the Expanse Season 5, 19% of the vote. They were neck, neck, and neck. Like two-tenths of a percentage point separated these, these ladies in the minds of the bald movers. Uh, Ella Fanning got a lot of love, 9% as Catherine the Great from the Hulu show The Great. Uh, Tandy Newton um, got some recognition as uh, for her work on Maeve, which is pretty good work, uh, 8%. Um, and then Natasha uh, Dem- uh, Demetrio. Is that how you do this? Or Natasha? Natasha? I, have, I, miss- I don't know who this is. As Nadja. From what we do in the shadows, season two, six percent. Oh, yes, of course. The funny vampire lady. She's yeah, really good. She's great. Um, and fa- and the fact that she got the number five spot in a dr- in essentially a category dominated by drama, folks, is uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Mm, uh, actual there we rip go. Sound. An actual rip sound. I could have been. I guess I could have saved these notes to to do the. No, I'm actually ripping these envelopes. What are you talking about? This is actual <laughs> bullshit. You think I'm doing foley over here? Come on. Fair. I can't. I the can't see for you. best envelope rip. <laughs> uh, biggest surprise. Okay, so there's a category. Uh, surprise. It's uh, things that we didn't expect that caught us by surprise and delighted us. Uh, things that we maybe actively doubted and turned out better than we thought. You know, the the sensation of surprise. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Uh, this year, in no particular order, for biggest surprise, the performance of one Robert Pattinson uh, for both his work in The Lighthouse and Tenet, single-handedly, I guess double-handedly, putting him uh, like as a good, plausible Batman in our eyes. 
The Walking Dead Season 9. It's The Walking Dead, and it wasn't a dumpster fire. That's a surprise. Sure. The Great. Um, I didn't expect anything from this, from uh, you know Dakota Fanning's less famous sister and uh, Beast from X-Men. But it's a really, really good historical uh, dramedy. Um, it's got a really interesting sensibility. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's uh, in no particular order. Uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, people wanted me to watch this. It's on Apple TV, which I don't know if, what kind of audience numbers are. I watched like three episodes and was kind of hate watching it. Like I'm, I was going to watch it so I can stick it to these people and tell them how shitty their show is. <laughs> and out of nowhere, I fucking fell in love with Ted Lasso. Uh, and finally, and this is this is Jim's baby. The third day, 24-hour live stream. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I watched every bit of that 24-hour live stream, and I loved it. Uh, it was just so crazy, so avant-garde, so like, what are you doing? 24 hours of television with, with high-profile stars. You got Jude Law digging a, a grave for an hour and a half, real time. The man is an actor, not a grave digger. He's, he's, he's yeah. not accustomed to this. Uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Some, some David Blaine sounding shit in this thing. I didn't watch yeah. it, uh, but Jim raps, uh, uh, waxes poetic about this several times in the deliberations. If you want more of that, check it out. But those are nominees in no particular order. It's time to find out what is the biggest surprise. I'm going to be surprised to find out in this here envelope. Uh, do we have listener choice? Cat? No, this is just a bald move category. Uh, here we go. We've opened the envelope. Cross the Rubicon. There's no going back now. The biggest surprise in 2020. I mean, was there any surprise in this category? The Walking Dead not sucking in season nine. Congratulations yeah. to Ange- Angela Kang, uh, to all the principals of The Walking Dead who finally got some material uh, that they can sink their teeth into. Uh, the career of Robert Pattinson comes in number second. Uh, the, thir- the third day, 24 hour live stream. Uh, I'm just amazed that Jim watched it all and was enthralled. That's a huge That's surprise. Yeah. Ted Lasso, that asso, and the great season one. The great, by the way, if you're if you're still smarting over the fact that Harlots got canceled, uh, please check out the great. It is a lot of fun, and we are done with surprises this year. We're out. We're out of surprises. I don't uh, know. There might be a few left up uh, when we get to the best commission category. I think there are any surprises okay. there. I have to explain Maybe. the best commission category a little bit before we run yeah. down the nominees, because how, how do this, we determine this? It, it's the one exception that we have to just the, the gut feeling uh, way of sorting things that we usually have. This has an actual scoring system um, because we found it was really hard and almost unfair to the listeners, because these are all things that listeners have commissioned and paid for us mm-hmm. to do almost unfair to just go on our gut. So we assign each of these movies a score from one to five in four different categories and it's it's our god we can come up with a better acronym our sfim system which includes surprise fun interest and media quality and these are all relative to how we feel about it so was it a big surprise to us right it might be the most popular movie uh on the planet but if we're like you know, skeptical that it's actually as good as people say or or haven't heard of it uh, and we watch it. And it's great. It's a big surprise. Um, fun is about the podcast. Like how much fun did we have actually recording the podcast? Were there were there good jokes to inspire hilarious conversations? 
interest is the same, but for how interesting the conversations were, did it have a lot of meat that we could really dig into and talk about? And finally, media quality is just the the quality of the film or or commission yeah. material itself. And the whole point of we of us doing this is because we quickly realized that if we just made this about the best movie, yeah, then it would just be the best movie. But that's not why people really enjoy the commissions. The, the people enjoy the commissions because of the discussion around it, uh, whether it takes the community imagination by storm, that kind of thing, and th- mm-hmm. also. It just kind of is a rough. This kind of gets us like into a rough order, and then we sometimes just you know go with the gut. Uh, yeah, we, for we sure. Override fractional points for sure. But uh, you that's, might that's see the that. Sfim, the myths, uh, the Sfim yeah. system. D- sure. D- yeah, I don't have a good acronym for it. Uh, but let's run down the nominees in no particular order: Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. I almost said fingers outside the ring. Fingers <laughs> outside the ring. Yeah, go look at our deliberations if you want that. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and Chaos on the Bridge. Oh boy. Um, what is going to be the best commission? Um, and this again is another one. I, I meant to throw this was, uh, this was supposed to be a community a listener choice one as well because I'm always curious to see what people thought. And I just, I just, I was reusing the 2019 survey and I just, I just left it off. I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry that just save this in mind for worst disappointment of 2020 biggest miss 2020. Just run I it, feel run like it 2021 just run it back. And, and, uh, now nah, the listeners will agree with us on this one. I'm sure of it. All right, here we go for the, the best commission for 2020. The Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Rings commissioned by by Dr. John. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, this this would not only set off a a a, a two and a half hour epic because uh, no one knew that at the same time that Dr. John was thinking of commissioning us. I was at that very moment watching all the expanded editions and all the Blu-ray materials on my brand new Blu-rays. And I was fucking ready to go. And no one uh, knew yeah. that this is one of the few exceptions to my no fantasy rule that I have. Lord right. of the Rings, the movies. I actually love these. Uh, yeah. Not not as strongly as, you know, a lot of Lord of the Rings fans, but I like them. They're good films. Uh, then we also had uh, Chaos on the Bridge, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, Gattaca and the Two Towers, just dominated by Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien goodness. Yeah. Um, and there you go. Lord of the Rings. Congratulations. And uh, thanks to all our commissioners this year. Can't wait to see what people come up with. We already have like three commissioners lined up for 2021. Can't wait to see what people come up with. Uh, and if you are interested in a commission podcast, slip a little ad in here. This is commercial free for the most part. Support Check commission podcast. And that's it. That's it for 2020 commissions. Uh, high risk, high reward. Uh, it's another category that didn't was kind of sparse because people weren't taking chances this year. Jim and I, least of all. Um, but this is uh, the, the, to describe this. This is um, you've got a You've got a, a situation where nobody's expecting more of a thing. You know, you've got a beloved classic. Let's say Blade Runner, for example. No one's expecting you to dust off and, and make another Blade Runner. If you do and it doesn't suck, that's a high risk, high reward category. Anytime you've got a beloved franchise that doesn't need to be an updated, doesn't need to be a sequel, doesn't need, and you're doing it anyway, that's that's some high risk behavior. 
and we have to see if it pays off. And these are the people that we think it paid off the most for. Um, in no particular order, before I even get my grubby hands on this envelope, Bill and Ted, FTM, Face the Music, uh, Star Wars, the MCU plan. Can the fan bodies sustain 10 series worth of Star Wars interest over the next 18 months? The mouse plans to find out. The new Pope. You know, it'd been like five years since the, the, the young Pope. And it ended in an ambiguous but kind of beautiful way, the way that the young Pope often did. Nobody needed more. Probably people wanted more. But what would more even look like? Well, it looks like the new Pope. And fuck me, it was one of my favorite covers of 2020. And then finally, Corona Rice. You know, my family wasn't going to starve. I want to make sure I could put 2,000 calories of, of food content on a table each and every day with just nothing but boiling water. And by God, Corona Rice. Did it a big Let's risk see. though? What if what if Corona? Uh, what if COVID had just blown over? What if it had not been yeah. as big as they said? That's that's yeah. at least twenty dollars worth of rice that you purchased. That's, that's that's tens of dollars of rice that has a shelf life of like tens of years. What would I possibly have done with it? My <laughs> God, my God, such a huge risk. Uh, let's see, let's see if Corona rice won. Uh, opening opening up this thing. Severe risk of paper cut. Speaking of biggest risk, uh, the winner for 2020 Bald Move Award for highest risk to reward ratio, Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it was, it was this the greatest movie of 2020. No, it was not. But is this movie had better than it had any right to be? And, and I was nervous, you know, in the lead up to this mm-hmm. movie, everyone was like doing the think pieces about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and their bogus journey. And like, you know what? These actually hold up pretty well and are pretty fun movies. And these guys have like kind of unique, weird chemistry. Can they replicate it? You know, Keanu's so much bigger in his career and Winters hadn't hardly done anything. Well, it's great. It's great. It's yeah. a good, it's a good feel good, fun movie. Um, and it added to, by, to the mythos of Bill and Ted um, in, a, in a satisfying way. So they've, they've got daughters and they're going to turn out all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are the wild stallions that actually bring peace to, to all mankind. It, it's like I said, it's kind of an even neat little twist on time travel, too. Yeah. Uh, the new the new pope, um, of course, really good. Corona Rice beating out the Star Wars MCU because <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I don't we have know yet to see risk the reward. Yeah. So if there is one. Yeah, I imagine just a toys and Lego sets and video games alone of 10 different franchises is going to it's it's a much better strategy than one movie a year that half of the fandom hates. You know, you can can get by one show a year that fandom hates if there's nine other ones that they love. So that's it for the highest risk and rewards of 2020. We'll see how this this whole MC that that's the other thing is like this is kind of a premature high risk reward thing for the MCU because. Yeah. Um, just get out of my face with this this uh, this risk reward stuff because it hasn't even come to pass. True. And that Finally. brings us to the last category of tonight's ceremony. Uh, cue the music. This is this is where this it comes in. Our most hallowed category, most prestigious. This so, is the so reason tell Bald me. Move started podcasting to do big, big swinging dick and titty dramas <laughs> put them out uh, there front and center we we have audience members meowing literally meowing for this category they want to know so badly 
what the outcome is. Crying out, crying out. Oh God, uh, let's just get through this one real quick here. The nominees in no particular order are The Boys Season 2. I believe we've talked plenty about this. Uh, we did a whole show on it. The Dev, nope, not The Devs, Just Devs, Just Devs. Just devs. Uh, Lovecraft Country, The New Pope, and The Expanse Season 5. Dying, I'm Boy. dying to know. I'm meowing to know. Uh, there might be some controversy too, because new shit has come to light for, for one of these. Uh, this might be some real controversy. We'll see. Best drama, best drama. Boy, it's, it's, I can't. I can't wait to find out what people think. Here we go. Ripped open this envelope. The winner for 2020 Bald Move Award for Best TV Drama goes to Devs. Holy shit! The weird, wow. high concept, sci-fi, time travel, near future. What is destiny and fate even? Do we have free will? I don't know. I was compelled to pick devs. That's all I know. All good um, questions. Also a good question. Uh, how is it the best debut pilot reversed these two uh, devs and Lovecraft Country? <laughs> well, you'll have to listen to the deliberations to find out. I think, yeah, I think it's, I think, uh, you're, I think, uh, the pilots. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the pilots answered that question, but yeah, uh, devs was an amazing experience watching. I kind of actually wish we had gotten in on, cause they, they released every two, one, every two weeks, didn't they? Or two, every two, uh, two, every one week. Or is that how I, we did it? Th- that's how we did it. Um, two, two per week. I think they might've just done weekly. Okay, because it would have been it would have been a hell of a weekly show to cover. Uh, but we did it all in OTC if you're looking for the coverage. Um, and I thought it was uh, one of our um, one of our more fun, interesting podcasts that we did. Yeah. Followed by the new Pope, which I love. And I'm really proud of our coverage that we did on that. Um, and the Expanse season five. Then Lovecraft Country, then the boys season two. I'm going to ask you something. The Expanse. Now that we've both seen the finale. Uh, would you change the order of this? I don't think so. No, I don't think so too. I think that like there was some nervousness that maybe we put the expanse a little too high. I think it, it, it cemented itself as, as third place though. Um, that was a hell of a finale episode. Um, but yeah, then we have Lovecraft country and the boys, uh, for the community, a whopping 27%, nearly a third of all bald movers agree that the expanse season five, even when not seeing the last two episodes was the best drama wow. that premiered in 2020. Great Holy job. Shit. Well done. Recency bias. Well done. <laughs> well done. You got, you guys did, did pretty good. Uh, followed by better call. Saul at 14%. Uh, the queen's gambit at 14%. Uh, the Mandalorian at 14%. And I actually goofed up cause I put wow. the expanse twice. So <laughs> maybe the audience voted I, the expanse. I only twice. have I only have the top four on this category. God damn it! And they're on all the tied for fourteen one too. Fourteen percent on the those last other three. Fourteen percent with just with just minor tenths of percentage points separating them. So I will say I can definitely see Better uh, Call Saul. Unfortunately, uh, Aaron did not watch that this year, so it would have been just me arguing for that to go up the list uh, against these other things that we both saw and loved. So yeah, you know maybe it got short shrifted, but that's how it goes. Here at the Baldies. Maybe. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But uh, that's the best TV drama. Congratulations once again to all the winners. Um, 
Yeah. 2021. Uh, I have no idea what this year is going to be looking like because it seems like the first half is going to be the same as we've had the last year. Um, I Like I said, I, I was just reading an article where a lot of movie studios are thinking of pushing these movies that have been in limbo for going on a year now, including the James Bond, pushing them back to like late fall or even Christmas releases. Um, I, but you know what? I'm not even scared because we got we got the uh, got, we got the Walking Dead season ten in our back pocket. We mm-hmm. got decades worth of just the best movies ever made that we can discuss. We've never some of them we haven't even seen. A lot of them for sure we haven't discussed. Um, and there'll be enough uh, new TV and returning TV that I think that we'll be able to keep the lights on and the bits flowing. Uh, thanks once again for everybody who supported us this year, who listened to our podcast. Thanks for the hundreds of people that uh, had their voice recorded for uh, the Baldies um, awards, their preferences recorded in the annals of bald movie history. And uh, that's it. If again, I just cannot stress if you want to hear us discuss more of these things in detail, because we really are pretty brusque moving through this. Um, there are at least a dozen hours of us talking about these, these categories and the biggest ones, you know, dramas, comedies, uh, actors, uh, you know, they, they, they easily went two hours on those. So there's lots Mm -hmm. more of this kind of agonizing navel gazing, trying to decide what's better than what, um, in the deliberations were all linked probably within the show notes, um, and on the, the YouTube video description. So thanks again. We appreciate you. We'll, we can't wait to see what's best and worst, most disappointing and most surprising in 2021. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Once again, give all our winners and competitors a big hand. We'll see you next year, everybody.